You are listening to the Fire and Lunch podcast. As a reminder to those listeners wishing to remain unspoiled for the books, run. This is an all-spoiler podcast. All published books and novellas are fair game. Thanks. And who are you, the proud face said that I must eat this pie? This podcast is brought to you by Moons or Airlines. Our rates are always free and we really know how to make people fly. Hello, we are Fire and Lunch. Welcome to the podcast. This is episode seven, Mockingbird, and I'm Rachel. I'm Jenny. I'm Lauren. I'm Katie. And I'm Jess. Our first section is always getting to know us, and I want to ask Jenny about uh, a day last week where something awesome happened. What was Only that? I can also ask you about it since we were both there. Um, we may have met Pedro Pascal at a bar in Williamsburg. Yeah, we might have. <laughs> and we might have been super awkward about it. <laughs> we excel at awkward. It's okay. <sighs> you know, he's, but do you understand what I say now? Like, I do. I do. It's different in person. It really is. He's very, like, did you look into his eyes? I tried not to. <laughs> Right, well, guys, now we know we know you met him at a bar, and there was that epic post on Tumblr. For those of us who, for some reason, go to our Tumblr for the podcast and not for the rest of what we do, would you like to explain how you met him at a bar in Williamsburg? Well, yeah, we got a tip uh, in in our asks from an Anon, who remains nameless to this day, so thank you, Anon, that there was going to be a show, the Kevin Corrigan show. He's a comedian. He's been in a lot of movies. Um, he does like a little like talk show where he it's kind of like a podcast recording like that kind of where you just kind of sit and watch them and it's a little bit rambly um, and he he his latest episode was Todd Berry and Pedro Pascal so we showed up thinking that there was no way we were going to get in like there was like this very extended like lunchtime conversation where it's like <laughs> oh should we even try I don't know it's because there was only 30 seats apparently and when we got there it was like fucking empty so we were like well I guess we're staying it was still pretty empty when it was supposed to start and yeah. still pretty empty when it did start 45 minutes late yeah supposed to start at eight it was like nine o'clock when it started and it was weird well it was such a great <laughs> well first we were sitting at the bar talking about Brandon Sanderson books yes and then we were well and then we realized that Pedro had walked in with his friends and was sitting at the bar next to us, which... So we started freaking out. Yeah, we started freaking out a little. It was really embarrassing and not at all cool. Not at all. And Joey mocked us relentlessly. Joey, yeah, he mocked us relentlessly and really loudly. Like, I'm extremely <laughs> sure that Pedro and all of his friends heard him being like, you guys are so embarrassing. He's just an actor. Like... <laughs> Like clearly talking like about Joey. If not at the bar, definitely when we were sitting right next to their table. Yeah, but that okay, that wasn't us. We sat down first. That's true. We sat in our usual spot. Yeah, we sat in our <laughs> usual spot, and then Pedro and his friends came and sat down next to us. Although I don't know where I thought that uh, where else they would sit. I don't know. I <laughs> I have no idea. Those are the only. Those are the only tables in booth area. Otherwise, he would have been sitting in the audience. <laughs> I don't so. know if they, like, had, you know, seats on the side for them or something. You never know. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, so they sat there, and we had to sit through all of Todd Berry's interview, which was, like, an hour, with Pedro and his friends sitting right next to us. Giggling. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> we were not at all cool. I just want everyone to know that we were not at all cool. Like, I'm going to play it off, you know, from this moment, well, after this podcast is over, <laughs> forward, that it was, like, no big deal, and I could give a shit, but I was freaking out. And, yeah, and then he went up and did his interview, and then afterwards, I was like, well, no one else is asking him for pictures or autographs, so let's just leave. But and, since I had my drawing. Yeah, Jenny and, had done a drawing at lunch. And had Storm of Swords with me because I'm a freak and I only read think, read that book, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that didn't seem at all spontaneous. Uh, so my boyfriend was like, no, fuck you guys. You, I have been sitting here for three hours listening to you guys giggle and text the rest of Fire and Lunch. <laughs> oh, should we discuss that? <laughs> I want to know what they thought we were actually talking about. 
So anyway, he forced us to like approach him. He kind of approached him for us and then dragged us with him and then was like, hey, this is my friend. She made this drawing. And, and then Pedro was like, awesome. He signed your drawing. He liked just, your drawing. He showed I know, his he's friends. Like, he's like, you even got the walk. <laughs> and then the best part, my favorite part, was where you pulled out the book and said, oh, like, <laughs> casually, like, I just happened to have this and I really want you to sign it. And he, just like Kit did, was like, I know exactly what you want me to sign. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he pulled it out and he started, like, making, like, death gurgle noises. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He was like, ah, oh, the sickening crunch. Ah, and then he like had his tongue hanging out and was like pretending to die. And then he's like, oh, you want me to sign it? That's great. So yeah, so he signed it, and then and he, then he asked us for a, if we wanted a picture. Yeah, that was cool. Of him. That was cool of him. And we of course said yes because he can. He probably knew you did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, we don't want a picture. Because you're so subtle, the two of you. Because <laughs> you didn't spend two hours giggling at him. I don't yeah. think it's necessary. No, it wasn't necessary. It still giggling. Super embarrassing. It's not that embarrassing. It was really embarrassing. I've done worse, guys. Been so. <laughs> so about how we were texting you guys during the interview. Oh, you guys are such assholes. Going I'm sitting here going, oh my god, he's this weird, like, artist dude who's just doing some kind of, like, real-life version of Over the Moon from Rents. Like, what is <laughs> happening? Well, the best part was we weren't, like, texting you anything false. It was just misleading. <laughs> you were just like, the paper! Oh god, the paper! I'm like, what the fuck? It's like, I'm trying to change my... my I, I broke my iPhone, and I was trying to change to the new one, and I keep having these weird texts coming out. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? It was a really weird... We couldn't... We could not... Add, well, first off, I was really drunk, because I had had, like, no dinner and three beers... Oh god. ...waiting. I don't... Jenny was probably fine and sober, but I was... My memory is spotty. And setting up for the fact that it wasn't because you were drunk. <laughs> You're kind of like, I was really drunk. That's why I giggled. It had nothing to do with the fact that no, I'm... No, just... I was giggling before I was drunk. <laughs> I will admit that. But he, like, we were just sort of texting, trying to, like, tell you guys what was going on as it was happening, but without being obvious, because you didn't want to, like, be like, we're on our phones. There's only five people here, and we're on our phones. And, but it was also such a weird, like, Kevin Corrigan's shtick. Like, if I had been sober... Like, I don't, what, what, it, it was like watching a crazy person muttering to themselves in the subway. <laughs> I was next to that person on the train today. Yeah. And like, I mean, like, it was funny. Like, that's clearly his shtick. Like, he's, but it was, it was really strange. And for the, at first, we kind of didn't know what this was going to be like. But I think Pedro and him are buds. So he kind of like went with it. But Todd Berry was not buds with Kevin. And he kind of, super dry and there were a lot of very awkward pauses <laughs> where Jenny and I were just kind of looking at each other like what is this and where what was happening all right well did at any point he actually like scream out he did that that did happen what he did scream at one point yeah yeah this and because right after you said and now he's screaming about his childhood I see that you're saying to Jess, no, we're dicking with you. And then I'm like, oh. That's because Jess put on post, um, put on Tumblr, she did like this post that she was telling everybody that he was sitting in a bar crying about his childhood, which wasn't true. <laughs> you're so there like, to confirm wow. this story. So yeah, we met Pedro at a bar. It was pretty nice. He was wearing flannel. A lot I, of people were wearing plaid. Yes, everyone at one point. Oh, Williamsburg. <laughs> Um, I don't know. He, his friends were really, were pretty cool. At one point during the band, the, the band that was playing. Oh, God. I think that the band was friends with Kevin. Uh, we I did had not, to be. Yeah, we did not enjoy the band so much. Uh, they, I, the they guy, the guitar player was fine. She was a little nuts. It was There like, was the stalker conversation. God, it, you know what it was? I felt like I was in an episode of Daria. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it was just, like, this weird, just, like... It was so bizarre. Like, they were talking about how they had an installation in Times Square, and you could go sleep in a bed and experience the music while you were unconscious. Like, I don't even know what they were saying, because I was just so distracted by, like, her voice. And, like, <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, so and she was just encouraging them. But, no, Pedro was texting his friends during 
be band performance at the table <laughs> next to us. He must have been as thrilled as you guys were. Hilarious. No, well, his friends were laughing, so whatever <laughs> they were saying. Yeah. Anyway, it was it was a fun night, and I got to meet him. You know, for real, and well, not for real, but you know, in a in a better, like more authentic way than than interviewing him on the red carpet, where he clearly had like a script that he needed to like get his points out to every single person that asked him a question. So that was fun. Oh, yay! Yeah, but it was weird because Kevin was kept at least for Todd. He kept pulling out like old interviews and like reading from them. It was so bizarre. It was really like- weird. He just needed to read that entire Nick Lowe interview <laughs> word for word because he was quoting it by the end of the thing. And I was like, I feel like Todd is just so over this by now. Todd is just like, what am I doing here? Look at my life. Look at my choices. <laughs> but I was afraid he was going to start doing shit like that to Pedro because they were clearly friends. And I was like, oh, my God, he's going to do that kind of shit that you see on in interviews where they like pull the weirdest stuff they could find on the Internet. And I'm pretty sure me like waxing poetic for a paragraph and a half about his eyeballs <laughs> counts as pretty weird but I was, yeah. I was just like please don't pull that out and read it because I'll die I'll just be mortified and die <laughs> yes you're freaking out beside me because I was encouraging it by going I bet your interviews in that stack of paper <laughs> yeah I'm it, sure Joey's I'm eyes sure. are rolling to the back of his head oh yeah he was over it he didn't care he didn't care at all <laughs> But we have to thank him for being there, otherwise we probably would not have gone up to him. Yeah, no, that's true. We would not. And then we got these pictures that we got to put on Twitter, so that was fun. <laughs> so even though Todd's story about meeting Joe Strummer ended with, even though I don't have a picture, I have a more, I have an authentic moment with him. Don't ask celebrities for their pictures. Okay. All he I seems so so dejected when we asked him for the group shot. He's like, "What? What it's joke like we're did following I make? Up on oh that God, joke, man! I know. Whatever." He's like, "That so. was that was like three hours ago." <laughs> yeah. Well, we tried. We tried. To I lost all you. sense of time after that Elysian Field song. Elysian <laughs> Field. Oh, sweet mother of dog! Really? Uh yeah, I you know I'm not in a band, so I don't want to be like stupid and shitty on them, but that was definitely not my thing. No. So anyway, guys, now that we've gotten to know all about our Pedro encounter, <laughs> let's talk about Mockingbird. <sighs> First, I want everybody's ratings. Okay, so our rating scale, as always, since we are the pie cast and obsessed with fr- obsessed with pie. Especially of the Frey variety, we have decided to rate episodes based on three particular Frey pies, Rhaegar, Jared, and Simon, Rhaegar being the best, Jared in the middle, and Simon the worst. And what do you rate this episode, Jenny? I feel like I keep downgrading it more as I think about it, but I think I'm going to give it like three quarters of a Rhaegar and a quarter of a Jared just for all of the parts that bother me. Because overall, I think it was good. There were just lots of little things that I was like, nah, I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> okay, Lauren? Um, I'm going to give it a Ray Jair because I, it's kind of in between a Rhaegar and a Jared. Um, but leaning more towards a, a Rhaegar. I, I thought it was a really good episode. Jess? I'm going to give it a, a Rhaegar. I really like this episode. I felt there was nothing I particularly didn't like. There's some nitpicky things, but... It was a really solid episode, and it's nice to not have to rant about things for once. Yeah, I mean, that's, there's, you have a point there, Katie. Uh, Simon? What? 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 Really? Oh, yeah. I thought, what did you watch? No, it was, dude, maybe it was because I had a ridiculous weekend and I was exhausted, but I was bored as shit. I, I, I like, really debated on changing the channel. But there are so many scenes from the books. I don't need the books. I don't need that. I don't need their I need it. books in it. There I know. There are so I many book lines. I will agree with <laughs> yeah, Jess. There were a lot of books. Yes. Lots of lines straight from Except the Except for one. Except oh. for one. Uh, I, give it, I give it a Rhaegar with a slice of Jared. Uh, I really, I don't know, I really liked it. There, the only scene that just sort of miffed me was the, the dragon stone. Yeah. See, I yeah. didn't really understand what was happening. Yeah, that was. I didn't. I, I don't I, understand the point of that, but we'll get there. So I guess. I guess we can go back to Katie. Why don't you talk to me more about um, 
what what bothered you. I mean, I'd like to start if I'd like to start in King's Landing and move out from there. So if you were okay with all the scenes between Tyrion and Jamie and Bronn. Um, and Oberyn. And Oberyn. That guy a- we met. <laughs> uh, King's Landing I was fine with, to be honest. I mean, I I loved the scene with Oberyn. But I was waiting for that. That was something from the book that I was looking for was the Oberyn-Tyrion scene. And I really loved that they had the story about Cersei in there. Because you do see how sadistic she is from a very young age. Um, and for me, reading that in the book, that kind of clicked something for me with her. Before, I, it was kind of like, okay, she had to grow up this way. That's when you start seeing that she had a little bit of that from the beginning. Um, so King's Landing was fine. It was the rest of it that I was just kind of like, including John's scene, scene that I was like, well, all right, this was a middle episode. And one that I don't like. Okay. Uh, Jess? As far as, like, what I didn't like, or when we're talking about King's Landing? We're talking about King's Landing right now. I'm trying to... Yeah, I I really liked all the King's Landing stuff. Like, that's where most of the book stuff came from. As I was watching it with Jenny, I turned to her. I'm like, wait a minute. Is this an actual book scene that they're showing on Game of Thrones? It's it's been so long. You know, that there's a book that these are based off of. And I'm like, why do I really like these scenes? Oh, right. They're word for word from the books. Well, I have a question. Has Lawless been mentioned? No. No. At this no. point? No. Which, this is why that part, these are the parts of that that I give a Jared to. Because I'm just like, like, okay, it was great that we had this, like, word for word from the book, minus, like, the bastard baby and her belly part. But, like... It's weird that they've never been mentioned before, and all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, let's just shove him back into his book storyline because we can do that. Yeah, I didn't mind it too much. Doing it, I, I didn't mind either. I thought it was it made sense because it's like you can't have every single damn family mentioned all the time. So the fact that no, they but, knew who they were talking about, it was okay that it came out. I mean, I'm kind, I'm actually really okay with the fact that they didn't drag the fact that she was raped. No, uh, I'm, I'm fine with into that. It. I mean, I think. It's something, like, I feel like it was, like, a running joke throughout the books. Like, oh, you know, Lady Tanda's after me to go, like, have dinner with Lawless again. You yeah. know, like, I feel like if there are times that they could have mentioned it if they knew that they were going to do this down the line. Maybe they knew because it's distasteful. It's and that's weird why to me that they would back away. Or. Yeah, I was going to say, it's weird to me that they would, that they would, that they would erase a one rape, right? And add all these others. So it's like... Yeah. Then, well, this and, is the rape of a mentally disabled girl. Maybe they felt that's like a bit too much. Well, yeah, I agree. She's I agree. Not mentally disabled when she's raped. She wasn't like a, she? I thought yeah, it was she, a PTSD. I thought she always. I thought she was a little first. bit always off. Really? I thought it was yeah. a PTSD thing. I thought she was totally mm-hmm. normal no. before that. I think no. she gets worse after that, but I yes. she's not all there to begin oh, with. Yeah, okay. She's simple to begin with, and so let's. So this is the line. This is the David and Dan line. We can have incest rape, multiple examples of it. We can have gang rape by people in the military, a.k.a. the Night's Watch. But we cannot have that rape. The rape that actually happens, you just see people being raped in the riot. We can't actually call up. We're going to leave that one out. They didn't even have to, like, show it. They could have referenced it. They did show it. I mean, they were showing it. I and think, the- well, I think, I, I, I mean, I guess what the point that they're trying to make was that Braun has, is ascending to a more comfortable lifestyle. I mean, look at his clothes. Like, he was wearing nicer <laughs> clothes, but they weren't really all that fashionable. No. And, like, they kind of, he wore them kind of like he didn't know how, and they kind of didn't match. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with them going in that direction. I am curious to see if they do go into the Stokeworth inheritance like side plot since they mentioned well, they, it, and he they was all to, like, "They mentioned it." So. I know he's like, "Well, that sister can die." Like, you know, yeah, yeah. He had no problem with that. <laughs> but I do wonder since he was the one fighting with Jamie, if Jamie's just going to go into the Riverlands by himself? Because I kind of assumed that they were going to, like, I didn't think that they were going to do this story. I assumed they would have him go with Jamie and like have them be the new, like, buddy cop thing since Tyrion would be gone, or that he would become a Kettle Black. Yeah, that, I was definitely thinking the Kettle Black stuff was going to happen, but I guess I guess not. Uh, so the scenes with Oberyn, obviously... Those were amazing. Why was it not his mother? Like, why was it his father that suddenly took them to Casterly Rock? I think that doesn't really matter either way. It doesn't matter, but it's just, like, 
It's another weird thing. I thought of that too because it was kind of nice to show that Joanna Lannister, like their mother, was actually a nice person and had a friend that she was close with, and that friend happened to be the mother of the Mar- like the Martell matriarch. It's just one of those weird things. It's like, why would you change it? You know what I think? I will, I'll I'll bet you a hundred dollars that they didn't change it on purpose. That they probably defaulted that care that whoever controlled that scene to males. Yeah, and, and exactly. I don't think it was really that. Like, no, it's I don't not think a big we need deal. to dive so deeply into everything to have it to be exactly. I'm I'm more ha- I'm happier that the fact that that dialogue was taken from the books. I could give a crap less who brought them there. Like I just no, I'm, I know. It's I'm I'm like, happier that dialogue because I think the yeah, Tyrion opening scene is... was amazing, and I think Peter was absolutely amazing in that scene. And you could see how distraught he was, and you can see the tears in his eyes, and that he finally had this relief that someone actually gave a shit. Whether it was for his own justice or for it was Tyrion's justice, but somebody was going Oberyn to help. Oberyn doesn't give a shit about Tyrion's justice. No, I know, but I'm saying it's just that somebody was there, and so he, it wasn't falling on him. And he's not—he's—he—he he, he had no—he's no chance against the mountain. True. So the, I feel like I feel like Tyrion was emotional at the end of that scene because it was proven that he was—you know—he's gone through his whole life thinking these terrible things about his siblings and his, and his, you know, his father, but it's never been said outright to him, Mm -hmm. uh, at least in the show. And I think that what Oberyn did was confirm the hatred that his sister has for him. And I think that that was a cut. Like, that's why he was emotional. I don't think he was emotional because he felt like Oberyn understood him. No, no. I think he was emotional also because that he had someone to help him, regardless of what Oberyn's, his his justification of doing it was for he finally because there was no way he could do it uh yeah i don't know it's Tyrion has this habit of slipping out of bad situations and this was his moment of oh thank god i did it again because he was really worried i don't know i know you're saying it's about being helped and someone to help him but i almost like it's less about there actually being a person and more about oh i i, I did it i managed it again no, well, I think he, he I don't, totally I don't think forgot about if he if he would have been the Tyrion of that was in the veil he would have remembered that Oberyn was in town and Oberyn hates the mountain. Yeah. Yeah, but the, he, the Oberyn hates Lannisters, I think, more than anybody. So I, I don't think that that was a guaranteed card in Tyrion's mind. Oh, please. No, I don't know. Do you, do you really think that he would have... He is a Lannister, and he's one that's easily gotten rid of in his mind, especially of where he is. I don't know that he would have thought that Oberyn would have tried it, you know? I... I, I... I don't know. I, I, I don't think that. I think that Tyrion, if he had been thinking thinking with all of his wits, would have remembered that. But he's he's obviously very emotional in this scene. Uh, the scene that I didn't really understand was that Cersei um, went and fetched the mountain all by herself. <laughs> I mean, that was weird to me and completely out of character. Like, why would she just go? Why would she go running through the mud and the guts herself to be like you? I she, thought that she had already picked him and she was just like training. Well, in the book, she had already decided that she was going to name him from the very beginning, like before the trial even started. I don't really know what the story is in the show. Well, if she hadn't have done that, we would have gotten that amazing visual of Lena Headey stomping on guts to get what she wants. Yeah, I mean, I clearly, I, I understand why they wrote the scene that way, because they want they want to explicitly connect her with the mountain, they want her to be surrounded by the blood and the guts and the gore and, like, all that shit. It just, as, as, a, as a queen regent, it doesn't make any damn sense. But. Who were those guys he was slaughtering? Random. Just random, just random slaves. It was very Harkonnen. There are no slaves in Westeros. It, it reminded me of uh, a funny thing happened on the way to the forum where there's the scene where he has, he's, he, he's, they're training the gladiators and he's forced to be in there. To, they're like killing off all the slaves. And that's what I thought of. So it was kind of actually funny to me as opposed to being really <laughs> gross. That was a what funny did- thing happened on the way to the forum. A funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Yeah. That really, I do not remember that. That is the last thing it's, I thought. It's the mo- it's the movie version with zero mustel. Okay. Fascinating. Okay. Yes. So there you what go. What do we think of the new mountain? <laughs> is that a new mountain? Is that the fourth mountain that we've? No, had? It's yeah, the third. A- it's the third. The third mountain. There was no mountain in season three. There was we the tall skinny Stephen, guy. And we had the tall skinny guy that they just stuck the helmet on because no one had a freaking clue who he was, and then. 
now we have this guy. And we had and Conan, and now this yeah, guy. Yeah. Okay. So there's three. I don't know. I mean, I feel like he's he doesn't look very much like the Hound. But... Well, he's much younger too, which is weird because he's supposed to be older. Yeah, he yeah. seems much hound. younger than the Hound. I think that's the biggest issue, but they just needed a huge guy. I don't think it matters. Yeah, no, yeah. it's fine. He's he's not going to be around much longer yeah. anyway. Well, he will be, but without a head, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, so do you guys want to go to the wall uh, and talk about that short little scene? You mean the inc- inconsequential scene that if you took it out of the episode, it would not have mattered? Yeah, I you blinked and you missed it. it. Yeah, it's like the one of the most plainly scenes. I rather I rather have had a scene with actually Mance, like not John talking about where Mance was, but maybe a scene of Mance and the Giants. Mance doesn't exist. What are you talking about? It's just like it'd be, it's, this is the problem I have with John and then Arya. Like they're it's molasses, man. Their storyline is so just slow. Well, they've cut a lot of out a lot out of John's storyline, and I think that that helped them a lot in like the like at the beginning of the season and is, and then last season. But now it's hurting them because they have to figure out what to do with him and what is he doing and what are his motivations between doing you know all that action Nothing. before and then all this action coming up. It's just boring. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like they've really screwed things up with the pacing of that storyline because. It's just, I feel like they should have had the egret, like, then wildling attack. The attack from the south, yeah. Like, in, the like, the first attack. couple episodes, or mm-hmm. episode 10 last season, which where I thought it was going to be originally. But I just feel like having both of them happen at the same time and waiting until episode 9, it's like they're just doing nothing. There's no momentum to it. Like, I don't yeah. see Mance as, like, in the books, it's like, no, he's coming. They're coming now. And I don't I know, feel there's that no watching urgency. the show. Yeah. There's no, there's no urgency to it at all. It's like, oh, we're just going to chill here until they come, like, just waiting. It's just but a they, joke. Yeah. They read, Othel is actually the guy who is uh, Bowen Marsh in season one. <laughs> so they're probably going to recast Bowen Marsh next season, probably a more um, established actor. For the character, because they basically made the guy who was Bowen in season one into Otho in season three, uh, four. Do you think that they're just trying to emphasize, like the pol- one, the politics of the wall, but also just sort of how powerless John is at this point? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Where is Where's Mister Eamon in all these scenes? Sleeping. <sighs> He's old. He needs nap time. Well, and also, what was the point in having ghosts locked away? I mean, where are they going with it at this point? Well, they didn't lock him up. He told them them to go fuck themselves. They told him to lock up ghosts. Yeah, did he? He did And John was like, screw you, ghosts, come on, let's go. (laughs) Lock him up. He was going to lock him up. I thought he was going to lock him up. I thought the same thing, yeah. Thorn being an ass, I thought. It was Thorn being an ass. It was Thorn playing power, like, Mm -hmm. politics within the wall, like Rachel was saying. But it was just. I don't think that John locked him up. What's he gonna do? Say make me? Go ahead, go lock him up. What's gonna happen? How can he not? How can he not lock him up? He locks him up in the books all the time. It's not like an unusual thing to do. Yeah, yeah, he does. His commander, he's a steward. It's been made plain that he is a steward, and as far as Thorne is concerned, he has like zero power. He's nobody. Thorne said to him, "Lock him up." What's he gonna do? Say no. He has to. That's his commanding officer. I'm still perplexed as to why they're letting Alistair Thorne just, like, run everything. It's another weird thing with them just stalling, because they weren't even around, because they were off, like, fighting other people along the wall, and they just came back after, like, everything. Yeah, Jane, I would have liked that, right? In the books, like, Bowen Marsh and all of them go to the other castles. Like, we had mention of that, like, oh, no, Mantis attacking at these castles right now. Yeah, that would be good. distraction, and then Bowen's over there, and, you know, then John's like, no, what are you guys doing? Like, they're attacking here. Uh, I want to talk about uh, Danny and Dario. Sexy times? Sexy has come! (laughs) I was waiting for that, you guys. I'm sorry. It would have been better if he had the blue hair. I, I, I think I looked over at Joey, and I was like, I wonder if his penis has a mustache. Oh my god, ew. 
god. It was just nice to see that Danny got to keep her clothes on while he was the one that was naked for it. So, well, yeah, so yay. it's good to for... see that Danny owns her own sexuality too. People were whining about that on Tumblr. It's like, oh, it's not okay to objectify women, but it's okay to objectify men. I'm like, no, he wants to be objectified. Oh, God, it was only his ass. That it cut immediately from that to, like, Melisandre naked in a bathtub. Exactly. It was a long time. You should have talk about Melisandre right now. We are still talking about naked Dario. Okay, so I love that they had Danny like, openly objectifying him. I'm like, yes, thank you. Because there's enough of the reverse of the woman. Jackson in the show and in life. So good for her. It's just too much sexy, guys. Hey, the best part is Jorah. The best part is Jorah being like, oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> the memes. Great show. We lost the meme from yesterday. Be strong, Jorah. Don't let them see you cry. Oh. <laughs> he just came oh around that God. corner like, this is all my fears. What's happening? Like, Danny's in a really good mood today. Guess why? Like, God damn it. Fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, well, he went in there with his shoulders slumped, but then he walked out there like a fucking rooster with his shoulders all back, like, yeah, I get to tell him it was my idea. Did you like, see this, that Dario was wearing a yellow shirt as he walked I out? know, I thought the <laughs> same thing. I was like, is that Dario's yellow shirt, or is he wearing one of Jorah's shirts? Why is Jorah that- doesn't have more than one shirt. <laughs> it's like a uniform now. They all wear yellow. They're all wearing yellow. Oh, God. Uh... You know, I don't know. I thought that was a, I liked her new dress. I liked that she got some. I like that she appears to be listening to counsel. Uh, you know, I, I thought that was like a good, strong scene. Maybe not a lot of plot advancement, but a lot of good character Does stuff. Does his daughter go to Yunkai ever in the book? I can't remember. She sent his daughter to Yunkai? I thought she said she was sending Dario. And then no, in the show, she sent. That was part of Jorah's, her, Jorah's inspiration to her. She said, I'm going to send. She's like, who's that guy again? He was, he was playing the role of me, saying his stars are Lorac for her. And uh, she was like, oh, yeah, good. We'll send him as, a, as an envoy, and he can tell them what happens when people don't listen to me, and maybe it'll work out. Oh, my God. I, didn't, I, don't, I don't have memory of that at all. Wow. wow. I guess That's whenever- when she gets that line where she's like, they can learn to live in my new world or they can die in their old one or whatever she uh, says. Yeah. I must have been distracted or maybe when somebody mentioned his dar, I immediately just stopped listening. You were still not over shirt. the previous scene. Yeah, no, you were not, not over, over the previous scene. Yeah. <laughs> I know I wasn't. <laughs> I don't think she really, she kind of didn't learn anything from what happens in Marine because our first instinct was to let's just kill all the masters. Yes, but yeah. and, Jorah, and then Jora said to her, "If you, right. Ned Stark did what you did, I wouldn't be here to counsel you now." She's like, "Ah, oh, good point." Yeah, but she, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it just, it didn't even occur to her to think that, hey, this didn't really work out the first time. Maybe I shouldn't think about doing this again. But you know, at least he, she listened this time. She didn't listen last time when when Barristan was like, uh, "No, not a good idea." I will answer injustice with justice. Yeah, good job there, Danny. I don't know. I think she she rules with her heart instead of her head. It's not a good way to rule. True. She is a child. True. I don't. I I don't know. I think if I think if you had asked Tommen to actually make decisions and acted on the decisions that he got to make, that you would also have kind of a bunch of fucked up decisions that no, they wouldn't have beats. No, they'd have kittens. He'd tell them to give everybody kittens, and then everything would be better. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of feral cats running around Flea Bottom, more than usual. Anyway, speaking of stray cats, I guess we can talk about Melisandre and (laughs) Solis. So does Carice have it in her contract to just have random nude scenes for no reason? You know what, I think it's just because she's, like, European. Like, she's just, like, fucking European. I know, but it's just so random. Well, not British. She's not British, okay? She's not, she doesn't come from prudy England. <laughs> she doesn't give a shit. She's like, whatevs. There's so many bad I don't know, I lived in show. England. They're it's not ridiculous. as prudy as you think. She just checked the high street at night. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't really understand. I, I, I never picked up on, on any you know, 
feelings between Melisandre, or at least manipulation of Melisandre of Solis in this way in the book. So I'm wondering what this is. This because, is this how they're going to explain the hold that she has over her? I mean, we never really see it in the book, it's so true. I don't know. They could. Make I up took what it they as want. that Melisandre is actually like warm to Solis, whereas her husband's you know kind of cold to her. So it's like affection there yeah. that she doesn't get from status. That's how I interpreted the scene, at least. Do you think that Melisandre is capable of interacting with someone without being sexual? I don't know how yeah. sexual she was actually being, just taking a bath. Like, it's not like she was... I, I mean, I don't know. I guess... No, but you you to... think it's you think it's sexual because she's, you know, she has no clothes on, which is... Yeah, but I think she's capable of it. Well, she talked to Arya without being and sexual, so yeah, I think yeah. she can do this. She could talk to children. Wonderful. <laughs> she had all, she had all her clothes on around children, so that was a good plus. Um, <laughs> why does Why does Celise have to hate Shireen? Like, why? I hate that. Why? What's the point of that? They want, her to, be a, they want her to be a bad mother. I don't know why, but they do. It's just weird. It is weird. Dumb. Too hard. It's too hard to write a character that is both loving to her daughter and and loyal to her husband and on like a weird, crazy religious fanatic, fanatic and yeah. Yeah. who burns people alive. <laughs> so, hard. what do we think the fires are about? Like with Shireen, is she gonna burn her, or it's because she has this like greater destiny, Shireen? I don't think she can. She, girl's covered in. Whatever the hell grayscale, grayscale, grayscale. Can you burn somebody who's got grayscale? I don't know. Let's test. And I don't think Stannis would put up with that. Let's I think Stannis actually there. does love his daughter in the show. It was super. I thought it was super shitty of her to be like, "No, I, I didn't use any of the love potion on your husband." Sorry. Yeah, well, that was shitty of her. <laughs> she could have lied. So they're so they're all definitely going to the wall now, which is good. That was confirmation, right? All of them. Yeah, we need we need Salisa yeah. on the wall being like completely ridiculous. That's what I was worried about. I thought they were just gonna like stay on Dragon still, but it's like we're heading out, and they're still not mentioning where. That's I think they're doing. Oh yeah, purpose, yeah, they are. They're, they're very like yeah. we're leaving. Where are you going? There are we ship out tomorrow. <laughs> there are a couple of unsullied people who do not know where they're going, and they're like. Are they going to King's Landing? I'm like, what are you? What show are yes, you watching? They're gonna just sail in and be like, "Don't kill us." <laughs> we're they're here. Like, we're sorry, we're late for the wedding. This time, I brought Melisandre with me, so it's all okay. Do you think that maybe they're trying to get people to think that they're going to the Vale? I think I they're trying to get people to think they're going to King's Landing. That's why. Why? That'd be suicide. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm thinking just for the show fans, and then when they, he shows up at the wall, it's like, oh yeah, that's right. I still think that whole thing is weird. Like, they should have just not had him ever say that he was going to go to the wall. Like, yes, bring up the idea of the wall, but don't be like, yeah, let's go in episode 10. And then, like, no, like it's in the get. book, right? Where he gives him the paper, where then it just stops there. You never get the confirmation that right. they're heading there. Right. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Anyway. I still like the scene for, for, you know, confirmation that they're heading up there. So that's important. So when, you know, Melisandre burns Orel's eagle, right? Is Orel's eagle even on the show anymore? No. <laughs> well, when he shows up there, again, ready to attack John again, there will be <laughs> Melisandre burning the She'll just ass. be setting random shit on fire. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. People are going to flip their shit when that happens. It's going to be really fun to see people's reactions. Especially after that scene where she's basically like, yeah, no, everything I do is just, you know, I got I got some powder and I have this file that does things. I mean, yeah, she, I didn't like that scene. I, because it's true. Like, she does well, have tricks. She just I never know, but I don't want to see. Yeah, I don't want to see them yet. I guess it's paving the way for the glamouring. Yeah. What glamour? There's no Mance the- Raider on this show. <laughs> <laughs> There's a rattle shirt once. <laughs> Mance doesn't sing on the show, so I don't even know how they're going to accomplish I that. I have no idea. Much. But that's a, that's a discussion for another time. 
Oh, oh uh, let's talk about Arya and the Hound. Let's just get it over with. I, you know, those scenes were fine. I, it's like, hey, remember Arya and the Hound exist? I'm getting Here's really... Here's a random guy. It's a random guy who happens to be Rorge. Well, no, there was the first random guy. Then oh, the Biter first random guy, up. and then Rorge. I don't know. I feel like... Ugh. They could have cut that whole scene and just cut to them being attacked by Rorge and Biter. It would have been fine. I'm so... Yeah, yeah. It took me a really long time. I was like... Where's Biter? And then Joey's like, you're the one that bit him. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think they set it up to make it, to give you more sympathy for the hound, because I think at some point he's going to be gone soon. So I think well, they're trying to drum up sympathy for him and show him as he can be someone who can help somebody who's on his way out. I and... am so over this. I'm over them. Yes, I'm over them. I know. I, I go dig a hole. Ari needs to get on a boat. Just like, Please, God. It'll please. happen. It'll happen. But why are they stalling? I don't. I understand why they're stalling for John for episode nine, right? That's the reason. But what is the point of stalling Arya's storyline? Just story want line? her to end the season going to Bravo. Yeah, they want uh, her to like get on a boat and like sail away. Because they need yeah. another CGI boat scene of like somebody standing on the deck looking out. <laughs> but no, I mean, I assume that her like poor sewing skills are gonna like make the gash on his neck infected oh, and he's yeah. gonna die. That well, no, his neck is already gonna be infected I love how she washed that out. She's like, at least let me wash it out here. And then she just kind of like gloves a thing of dirty Pours water. a little water, water on it's it. It's fine. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. I really did like that scene though with the fire. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. I think and I could have just done without the part where they did their whole mercy killing because it was like, Let's move on. Yeah, that was David and Dan trying to be. Have they already done a scene exactly like that, or did I? I don't even know. No, I think they're trying to give him, make you feel feel something for him because the last time they encountered people, he cracked that guy in the head and stole his money. Right, but haven't they already done a scene where she mercy killed somebody? Who knows? Mercy killing, I can remember is is uh, nice to Lewins. Okay. Yeah, that was yeah, that was Osha. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, I, I swear, I, that whole scene, I was like, I've, I've seen this scene before. I've watched it did feel before. redundant, like it's happened before yeah. with Oreo. Yeah. Well, speaking of things that have happened before. Hot pie! Hot pie! Hot pie! I was that really was a nice excited. Surprise. Yeah, that was a nice surprise. I was really glad to see him back. I, I love, love that they had the conversation about armor again. <laughs> I love when he calls Winterfell Winter Hell. Yes. Well, it's accurate. It's good. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's always fucking burning in the opening, and we're never going to see someone put it out. And stupid Hot Pie just never shuts up, and Pod is just like, stop talking to me. <laughs> I want Hot Pie to go with them. <laughs> oh, my God. Can, no, he, you know, they need a cook. Fast. They need a cook, because obviously Pod is hopeless. I like when Brienne's like, we're here to get a meal that's not cooked by you. <laughs> Yeah, but she was digging and making digs at him the whole time. She's like, great. you're not important enough for me to give a shit about. Like, <laughs> Well, you know, Bran isn't perfect. No, she's not. No, but she now she's not going to get her face bitten off, so. Oh, and I'm actually kind of glad about that. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, yeah, I guess that's. That, okay, that's why I was confused, because the whole time, uh, that whole ending thing, I was like, but wait, does it in the thing? Exactly. The- I thought they were in the episode because they were going to bite her face off. I know. <laughs> but no, they bite the hound. No, I wish her face was bitten off. No, no, I'm okay with that. Just like I'm no, okay with they didn't take off the, All the girls notes. are so pretty on this show. I, w- I wish like they had like, the scars they carry in the books. They can't do that much makeup all the time. I loved when I loved when the hound pointed at his face and was like, "My brother did this," and I was like, "You're pointing at your beard." Yeah, that's not like. When did it happen under his beard? We talking about the hound? Yeah, let's not delve too hard into the hound's makeup because (laughs) it it falls apart extremely quickly. Oh, I think that's what the redundant scene was, Rachel, because he was telling the story that Peter had told to Sansa in season one. Yes. That Arya was listening to. Yeah, so she already knows the story, so why is she listening to this again? She should have told him. She's like, dude, I already heard this. Yeah, yeah Peter Baelish. <laughs> no but again, secret. I think that was drumming up sympathy for him, because when he goes, we're going to sort of supposed to feel bad. I guess. Can we talk about the wolf bread? Yeah. I loved 
I'm telling you, he upped his game. He, it he more upped like his a cookie. His wolf bread. It did look more like a cookie. I think you should that's try just, a cookie if you try it. Okay. That's just a lot of that's just a lot of egg wash on top. It, that that's all that was. Why? But I'm saying like you, if you get like a like a peanut butter cookie or the kind of cookie that doesn't expand too much when you bake it. You just like peanut butter cookies. Yeah. I like, I like them. <laughs> Well, we are, we're going to, tr- well, I'm not going to try. I'm going to eat whatever you guys try to make. Haha. <laughs> there you go. Oh, speaking of. Sweet uh, things. People that you swish around until, I don't, I don't know where to go with this. <laughs> your right, your transitions just, are let's amazing. Just go to the, let's just go to the veil. <laughs> I was trying to, I was going to try to like make this really involved. Um, visual of people being whipped into stiff peaks. <laughs> it just oh, didn't, God. It didn't work. You could have said Darwolves, the Winterfell Castle. <laughs> no. Lemon meringue. No. I wanted to make the mountain penis joke. Well, I would like to talk about uh, Mr. Shady's <laughs> uh, uh, his, his game. It's It's a very weird game. It creeped me you out. You could have been my daughter in another life, but since you're not, let's make I'll out. I'll stick my tongue down your throat. <laughs> you're way hotter than your mom was. I mean, gosh. That Ew. was such a good scene. And the whole time I was like, how old was Sophie during film? I was like, thank God she's 18. No, she was 17. She was 17, but that's got to be legal in wherever they were filming. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's 16 in the UK. And it's play acting. It's not real, guys, all right? Oh. No, it was, I was just, I was like, Getting That's what nauseous. Peter said to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can I come into your castle? Ew. Ew. That's that in the book. I know, and it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Yeah, no, I was actually getting more squicked out because I was, wasn't was thinking it was Peter and Sansa. I was thinking it was them in real life, and I was just like, ew, stop, put that away. I would do it. <laughs> no. I would. Ugh. I'd be like, all right, let's go. Let's, oh, I screwed it up. Let's do so, it again. Oh, let's to Sophie Turner or to <laughs> either. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, that scene got so messed up. We should do it again. Oh, I think a plane flew overhead during that scene. Let's try another. <laughs> Aiden is no Pedro, Rachel. <laughs> but he's got that weird mustache. I'm sorry, okay? It's I like the squicky parts. They're hilarious. Oh god. It's the only no, way I, I get I, through them. I felt the hair the hair on my arms going up. It was just ugh, ew, no, put that away. I like that they just kinda like the way that they framed it, like they, they just were like, Yeah, there it is. It's gonna take up your whole fucking screen. This is it. Look at it. It's still going. Like you got really uncomfortable. <laughs> I watched it on a 47-inch TV, and I felt like they were in the room with me. That's what was bothering me. Again, I'm kind of sad that Lysa got all... Okay, so when he pushed her in, I loved the gesture when he pushed her, because it was just like, get the fuck away from me, you know? Like, But then, like, the cut, the weird sort of awkward CGI cut where she's actually falling through the hole was so cheesy. It was. It was like she was flapping like a bird. Well, that, and it just looked so fake. It was like we filmed a woman falling, and then they stuck that in the hole, and then they shrank her a little so that she wouldn't hit the edges. <laughs> she was probably on a green screen, just waving her arms like yeah. a chicken. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I know that they're saving their money, and they're, they're pinching their pennies, because apparently this wall stuff is going to be amazing. Better be. It explains but you know that they spent wigs. a little bit of time, like, making, you know, Drogon look cool. They couldn't have spent a little bit of time making her not look like a bad 1980s, like... <laughs> I don't remember how Vardis Egan looked when he was falling. I have to go back and watch that. I don't think but they really... That was, that was like, they just half a bu- They've got a better budget now than they did when he died. I just like when she was calling Sansa over to look down the moon door. She's like, it's like, come, come look at this green screen. Like... How far down it is. <laughs> Isn't it awesome? Okay. 
I was like, don't go, don't get close, don't get close. It's like watching those horror movies where you have people in the audience screaming at the screen. That's what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, kind of wish that Robin would go with her, but. Oh, God. Oh, this, I had a lot of satisfaction from Santa slapping him. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I was like, yeah. <laughs> Is he going to starve now? Because oh, well, he doesn't have a breast to slap like, No, he's going to go after Santa. Oh, oh, no. No. Oh. But, you know, well, I don't know. I think it's weird that they, like, that they set up Peter to be so likable in other ways where he's like, it's okay to smack him. That kid needs to be <laughs> smacked. Now let's make out. <laughs> and you're, it's, they're purposefully, like, just kind of making you be like, wait, what? Uh, no, wait, yes, yes, no. I no, never stop. feel that never way stop. towards Peter Baelish. He's always a jerk in my mind. <laughs> He's so trustworthy. Ask Lisa. He's, he's, you know, he's a rags to riches story. He's worked really hard. Uh, he's, he's done all the networking. You know. So was he killing Joffrey philanthropy? Obviously. <laughs> what do you want him to go live out on a on a blasted heath with like two sheep <laughs> and a lady with no teeth? Well, he might keep away from Sansa that way. That's not fair. He's clearly a talented, smart dude. He's creep. Oh, he's so creepy. But, you know. Stay shady. Stay shady. That was the only thing I tweeted last night. I just put stay shady. I did, too. <laughs> I felt, yeah, I felt like that that's all I really needed to say. Can we Can we talk about the line? Or lack we thereof. can talk about the line. I, they don't call her that. They did. They call her a cat in the show. Yeah. Maybe they felt like it was people would be like, who's cat? Who, exactly. Who's who's cat? I mean, I think they could have said like, like your sister, and then he pushes her, and then he says only cat. Like they could have thrown it in for us. Yeah, they could have done something. It's just it's such an iconic line that everybody repeats all the time, and it's like, no, we're not gonna put it in. You know, for it's me, it's like that's... the peach. It's like all these little things. I'm well, like, okay, we can't fine. talk about the peach because then I get really angry. <laughs> okay, like let it go. Changing, let it go. Changing Jamie Lannister to the Lannisters send their regard. They couldn't. It's that kind of thing. They couldn't go to the grocery store and buy a fucking peach. I Maybe think they do this to mock the book fans. I'm convinced. <laughs> and like, like you know, when it's the peach, fine. Like this is just like really. Come on. I don't okay. know. Let the peach go. <laughs> I was back in line, but uh, well, you know, I don't know. I, I maybe he couldn't say it convincingly in his accent. <laughs> which, Wait, so which, can which Lauren, Lauren, are you referring to? Yeah, Lauren, what was that thing you sent us with uh, Aiden? Oh, talking was, about accents. Yeah, it was. It, it sounds like he had actually planned that accent because <laughs> it's supposed to make him sound like he's he's a smooth talker or something like that. And I was like, no, it just makes him sound like a pirate. <laughs> A smooth talking pirate. Smooth talking pirate. He sounds like Batman in the Christopher <laughs> Nolan films. I don't think that you watch the same Batman because <laughs> Batman in the movies. I watched. God, why is Batman like that? So hard? You know, this was it. Christopher Nolan. What? Oh, forget it. Can we not talk about Christopher Nolan? Are you guys trying to make me have an aneurysm? <laughs> Jesus, you're not you're bringing totally up the things that make off. me sad. <laughs> Uh, you guys want to talk so, about Revenge of the Sith now? Is that where we're oh, going? No, thank you. I like okay. I like not being crazy. All right. Christopher Nolan's Revenge of the Peach. No, I hate you forever. Revenge <laughs> of the Peach. That's my new band. <laughs> Revenge of the Peach. <laughs> I'm going to dress up like a giant peach. I'm going to chase D&D around a con. Just going to do it. Oh, please come to the Comic Con dressed as a peach. <laughs> you know what we could do? We'll dress up like, we'll do a mashup. We'll be the peaches from uh, that movie where they're all playing baseball and they sing the a song. A League of Their Own. We'll be peaches from A League of Their Own and we'll have like big swords instead of baseball bats. <laughs> One of us has to dress and like rainbow like- capes and we'll just chase their asses around. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Who are they going to blame for this? For this death since there's no Marillion and there's no one else in the room. She's gonna fall. She fell. Yeah? She fell. She tripped. Because in the, in the preview they made it sound like Sansa's gonna rat him out. She's not ratting him out. No, gonna she's be gonna like, say that she's his daughter instead of her, his niece. That's what I think at least. I want to know how he can convince anyone he has a niece when he has no siblings. Exactly. <laughs> 
I had that's that. Why she's gonna say she's his daughter? Like, oh yeah. My oh, by the way, we wrote that the convincing wrong. Lie, Is anybody so. looking into the the family history of the Baelish family? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure they're lesser house. Tome from uh, season one. Nobody's doing that. They're probably happy life is gone. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, God, now we're stuck with the kid. That was a good scene, though. I'm sad that Megan isn't here to talk about that because I feel like that she would articulate it pretty well. But, you know, Lysa is just a tragedy. Yeah, yeah. I felt really bad for her in that last scene. She was, I mean, she's clearly not a smart woman, and she was taken advantage of, and she was just sort of needy and desperate, and it totally backfired. But, you know, I mean, she was a horrible person, but... Now, how do you guys feel about the fact, I was rereading that chapter in the book today, that they did, because they did the confession earlier, and not in front of Sansa, like, is that, I don't know how that plays later, but I guess, I don't know. What confession again? That Sansa doesn't know? Yeah, because in the books, she says that she put, like, the poison in Jon's wine whilst, like, during that whole Moondor scene, so Sansa overhears it. But Sansa was standing there when Lysa said in the show, didn't she say, I killed people for you? Yes. I, I don't remember. She did say that. When? Just before he tossed her out the yeah, window. Yeah, that was he tossed her out okay. the window, which is why he tossed her out the window. <laughs> He's like, God damn it, woman. We already <laughs> talked about this. Shut up. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Boom. See ya. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> that was a good scene, though. Felt, it it felt was kind of clappy at the end. It did. And I don't normally feel clappy at the end of Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, it is a cheery show. I feel really, I, I mean, I know, well, let's move into what we're looking forward to. We've already talked a little bit about Sansa. I'm worried about next season. I mean, what the fuck are they going to do? It's going to be like, Cole. hey, remember this guy? His name's John Coddington, and we're just going to spend five episodes on him. Oh, oh we've never talked about him before? Okay. By the way, he was Rhaegar's best friend. <laughs> Rhaegar? Wait, who's Rhaegar? Kind of, isn't, it, isn't it like in the book, they only mention him once in a while anyway? Yeah. yeah. You so it's like kind of like that. Of him, but they've it's, never oh God, mentioned guys, it's him. It's going to be the Victarion show. I don't even know who they're going to cast as Victarion. Maybe we should Oh, the here. Queen King Moot. I hate that plot. Oh, I like that. Mouse, because it's so good. No, it sucks monkey balls. I hate that part. <laughs> Um, I know you guys are looking for. So wait, what's we don't have an episode next week, right? No. Um, no, because so they're giving us the cheery, the normal heart instead. God, I'm gonna cry my eyes out. It was amazing on Broadway. So okay, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, cry my eyes I don't out. know what you guys are talking about. Let's stay focused. <laughs> <laughs> Other HBO programming. You know, I haven't heard Katie in a while. Hello. Hello. Can you hear us? Yes, I think I fell asleep. <laughs> Wow, Katie, we're boring you. Okay. Oh so Katie, well, I did give this episode assignments, so you know she's just That's amazing. more listening to us too. Like four days. <laughs> oh my god, that was the best thing ever. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Guess what's going on the end? <laughs> so, Katie, what are you looking forward to, to for next episode? Um, the fight with Red Viper in the mountain. I've been looking forward yeah. to it since the years. That's all I've ever wanted. That's all I've ever wanted. There's spear twirling. I don't know There's why a- you're so excited to see his, see Pedro get his face bashed in. He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. It's fine. His face is going to be fine. That's not the part we're worried about. No. I'm looking forward to people's reactions to that fight. Because I know when I read it in the book, that was a tossing of the book moment for me. And it's yeah. my favorite. It's my favorite scene in the entire book series like when they announced game of thrones as a tv show i'm like that scene they better get to like season three when this would have been in season three so that's that's what i'm looking forward to and the return of the free folk but i'm worried about gilly yeah well she's safe in moletown don't you worry she's not she's totally safe there sam (laughs) sam's sure of it crying you guys he was crying he was crying you were i i what do you mean he was crying who was crying in the, in the preview for next episode. Yeah, gonna, maybe he was he, crying in happiness. They're not going to kill Gilly. 
He was no, fine because no, we're not, not going to get his fast pink, his fat pink mask out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that's what's going to be next season. A whole episode that's, of him on a boat screwing Gilly. We're going to have the Queen's mood. Oh, we're going to have all those boat scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna shut the hell off. But the first time that Lord Quellen it comes up on the screen, we're having a goddamn cheer, party. I will cheer. Thank you. Thank I'm you. I'm gonna be seasick. Not showing Danny Dario sexy time. Showing Sam and Gilly. You know the Queen's Mood's gonna be more than one episode. It's gonna better be. Oh God, help me. They have so much stuff to talk about. They have to go to the. They have to go talk to the reader. And he's it's got to gonna give us be all, like, like a lesson. It's gonna be like ten minutes. No, shut up. I'll start my letter writing campaign now. Has Balon Greyjoy died yet on the show? No. Oh, no. Shouldn't no. he have been dead by this point? No, they're gonna no. wait. They're gonna start. They'll 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 start it with him dying because then it'll be like the last king and that'll be like more action. Can they start have a, more action. Can they have a CGI <laughs> version of him falling <laughs> off a bridge? I hope so. Maybe Theon will do it. Maybe, maybe Jock and Hagar will do it. Uh, I'm the. I mean, I'm not looking forward to Pedro leaving the show, but that hopefully, hopefully, it's a good scene and it's not like Dario oh, fighting. God, I'm so worried about it. Oh please, I, maybe they'll like spare him because he's really hot and he's really charismatic and he has. Oh, they're gonna bash his face no, in until it's gosh. bloody. It's gonna be like splattering up against the camera. Like, crunch his teeth to splinters. Uh, uh, Gonna be just as bad as. How do I know you people? (laughs) What? Say these things. No. I'm smashing his face. No. Try to act surprised. I just. I hope it's a really long scene, like it is in the book, because I just hope that they make it seem like he's totally winning this battle, and then he goes in for the kill shot, and then it happens. Like I really just hope that they do it justice. Can't. I can't. (sighs) I just poorly speak. I don't. They can cut it off after the poorly spear bit. I'm happy with it. (laughs) Oh no, God. no, they need it. They need the show fans need to feel my frustrations with George R. R. Martin. They need to know pain, real pain. Seconds long. Seconds long because every time they every, every episode that has a specific name, the scene that's connected to that that name always seems to be like thirty seconds long, and then they drag out everything else instead. So watch, it's going to be super short just because they want to fuck. No, us. no, why? Because uh, that's what they've been doing to us all, all, all semester. I'm not in school anymore. All season. <laughs> I mean, the Unsullied people the on the message boards were like, they wouldn't really give us this super dynamic character and then just rip him away from us, would they? I'm like, <laughs> oh, you poor bastard. Have you been oh, all watching the show? That laughing was so good to me. I felt it in my heart. Aww. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, uh, those sweet so no, you know what? Because they don't know what's they don't. They've got Victorian coming at them. <laughs> you guys realize like, they're gonna be so bored. They call they call what do they call Stannis? They call him Blandis. They need to shut their fucking mouth. And they they hate John. They're totally bored with John. These people have no. Okay, I have to admit to you guys that the, during the I think I remember why I don't understand why I don't remember anything that was happening during the John scene is because the whole time my boyfriend and I were just going, "I'm John. We have to we have to protect the world." We were just like, well, I just missed that when I was making this our our agenda. I forgot about the John scene entirely. Oh he my god! Have, That's because well, nothing happens. happens. I know. John. I yeah. mean, he does get kind of boring, especially in feast. Maybe that's why he's I'm not in feast. He's not in feast. He's not he's not in I mean, in dance. I mean, in well, that's why he's so boring, boring in feast. He's dance. not there. He's but the point there. is that his stuff in Storm of Swords is not boring in the book. Because there's opinion. momentum and there's exactly. urgency, as you said, Jenny. Uh, all right, so. So we are looking forward to obviously the fight between the mountain and the red viper. I guess that's it. And the walls coming. The wool. Bull. Well, I don't <laughs> believe it. I will believe it when I see it. I want to see some receipts because they haven't done yes. shit with any of the wild. <laughs> the wild. Um, things why haven't they shown? I don't understand. I'm so angry. <laughs> I'm so angry. I'm like, they're just gonna come up with a completely different actor, and they're just gonna. No, call he's man. there. He was in a clip, like running towards the wall. It's like, I'm back. <laughs> but like, 
I want like agreed in them to lose at this point, and I didn't want that in the book. So I was like, "Well, well, that's because Agri is hanging out with cannibals, and they're just like randomly killing children." Is anyone gonna care that Egret dies besides John? Like besides me? Any of the viewers? Like yeah, the non-book readers? They're just gonna be like, "Oh yeah, her. We saw her like in episode two or one. We haven't seen her since." People were people on Twitter were were missing her. They're like, "Where is she?" And they saw her in the clip, and they were very happy. They're like, finally, she's back. Yeah, but the thing is, she's been hanging out with people doing pretty despicable things, and now it's like, oh, okay. She's want- not exactly a, like, shining example of morality anyway. She's not a Brienne type of woman. So I don't know what people well, expect from her. I'm going to I'm gonna end us. I'm going to end us. Uh, that Since we're talking about Jon Snow's girl, I will end us on our traditional toast to Jon Snow. And join us next week. I guess we are going to be recording an episode. We're we're going to talk about the season so far and our archery experience. Oh, yeah. We're taking archery classes. That'll be hilarious. So join us next week for our um, interim episode. And then in two weeks for episode eight, The Mountain and the Viper. That's right, right? You oh, I thought we were going to label it Fire and Lunch Shed Tears. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> the Viper lives. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. And so he broke that sacred oath that Lord of the Crossing. And now the bi-crusts cover his skin. And they're so good to eat. Yes, now the pie crusts cover his skin. Revenge, it tastes so sweet. Katie fell asleep. I know, and then when she <laughs> she woke back up, there was the audio. That was amazing. <laughs> I mean, I guess if that's any indication of how good this episode is, I don't know about it. Well, it proves she didn't like the episode. So. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> oh my god, that was amazing. <laughs>